I'm Darren Garrahy, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter, from their first memories of laughter to feeling laughed at, to a time where they had the last laugh. And Shauna said, if Dad had an affair, she said, you'd have to organise it. (laughs) (laughs) And she's right, she'd have to book the restaurant. From his appearances on the Sunday game before his recent retirement, Pat Spillane became a voice and face as familiar as Bosco or Anne Doyle. But Pat is much more than the crank on the couch, as I came to find out. He talked to me about growing up with a pub as a playground, the mountain he had to climb to woo his wife Rosari, and how he has managed to live his entire life without having to cook, clean or change a nappy. This season of The Laughs of Your Life is sponsored by FNF Clothing, available at Tesco, style to help real people feel great. Now, you may have heard me say last week that FNF have 25% off Christmas jumpers up until Thursday, the 7th of December. You only need to present your Club Carter app at the Tills to qualify. I feel it's only fair that I show off my Christmas jumper. I've popped it up in my Insta stories if you're looking for some inspiration. It's had an outing at Takeaway Night with the girls, and I'm planning to wear it at least twice a week for the rest of the month. <laughs> The cosiness and glitz truly gives me life. The 25% off Christmas jumpers offer is subject to availability, excludes sales lines and cannot be used in conjunction with other offers. FNF makes fashion sense. Available at Tesco. And now for my chat with Pat Spillane, who was straight out of the traps with a good slagging of me. I hope you enjoy. Pat Spillane. You are extremely welcome to the Laughs of Your Life podcast. Thanks very much, Dylan. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, you're the first person we've allowed have a cup of tea on the table. Yeah, but no, but no biscuits, miserable. I like- <laughs> Come here. I swear to God. Can I just say something, you know? And I, I'm intrigued because I'm delighted. And, but is there something in the water in Clare? Because yourself and Marty Morrissey are the two wealthiest. You have two ATM machines on wheels. Fucking, you're brilliant. Fair play to you. If I come back in the next world, I'm going to be a Marty Morrissey because I would be worth gazillions. Oh and, 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 I, I, and I heard you've passed them out. Well, I... What, seriously, what, what is it in the... Is it in the air or the water? Pat, I, get a lo- I get enough slagging from Donegal Callahan about right. the, the different bits of work I have going on, so yeah. I don't need it from yeah. you now, please. All right, okay. <laughs> Right, okay. I'm actually delighted to have you because I, I really did anticipate we'd have a lot of fun and we could ha- slag each other and, and have the crack. It took you six hours to get from Kerry. Yeah, Naxon's on the road. But I, anyway, we, we made it in time. You made so. it. In. Okay, are we ready for the... Did well, you do your homework now? I did, yeah, I did. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I did. Pat Spillane, your first memory of laughter. I'll tell you, I was born and raised in a pub. So laughter was always around me because our living room, our sitting room was a bar. Yeah. So all our life growing up was running around the bar, running inside the bar counter, playing with the customers, playing with the kids of the customers, having fun. There was always fun. There was always laughter. If the kids were around, we might play a game of football outside the door of the bar while the parents were inside drinking. Uh, Great crack was our all in finals. Uh, it always ended in tears, those games, or else it ended with the fellow who was losing, taking away the ball. But we had a ball of a time. Laughter was always in the bar. Sunday night, rural Ireland, we had a little bar in Timpano. And Sunday nights was brilliant because Sunday nights was the night when they all the families brought the kids down. Yeah. 
and we played the darts and we played the rings and we played the pool and there was a sing song and there was the fun and there was the rula bula. So laughter, I I was growing up in a in not a normal house. It was I, I grew up in a pub and it was a pub surrounded by laughter and we had great, great, great fun. And you know, I was just thinking about because you talked about this the importance of laughter, and I was just thinking about that coming up. Because one of the best customers, one of one of one of our most famous customers was a man called John B. Keane. And John B. Keane used come to used come to Kinmare on holidays every six or seven weeks and he'd come for three or four days and he'd spend the three or four days out in Spillane's bar and he was brilliant and and John B is a Kerry man and I would be very proud of John B. I would consider him one of Ireland's greatest playwrights and artists. I never got the credit he deserved but he used to be brilliant in the bar because John B was brilliant. He was a great rock on terror, but he was great at hopping a ball and getting things going and I know when like in terms and he'd, he'd, he'd get the, the ball rolling and the old lads would be rolling and they'd be giving yarns and stories and you'd know John B you're after getting half a book out of these boys today and he, and he did you know. Uh, he absorbed like, it all. I absorbed it all. It's some brilliant sayings you know I mean I know when it comes to Gaelic football, you know, he always said that the most dangerous animal in, on the planet was a 40-year-old junior football cornerback with varicose veins. He was probably right, they're <laughs> dangerous animals. Like, the only thing is I will say about the bar, you know, and I, I, I was born and raised in the bar. My father ran it, my mother ran it, I ran it. Now my brother is running it. And, and, and we talk about bad news stories about rural bars, and most rural, a lot of rural bars are closing. Spillane's Bar was opened in Timpano in 1845, and the fifth generation, it was closed for a couple of years, and the fifth generation, my brother, Tommy, I sold it to my brother, Tommy, and he just reopened it. 178 years later, Spillane's Bar is still going strong. So, you know, rural Ireland is still alive and kicking. That's a fact. Remember that. Remember that. Pat, the first time you felt laughed at, can you tell me about that? Do you know, I was thinking about that coming up and there was a lot of things. And the first time I got laughed at and I thought it was a costly, it was a good lesson, an important lesson. I went to school in St. Brindis College in Killarney, right. a boarder. Right. In those days, a lot of people sent to, it was the seminary, like St. Flannan's in Innes, and you went with a view to the priesthood, but we weren't really into that priesthood. But uh, I remember every year in May, you'd get a half day to go to the Killarney races. I mean, so on PC now, I mean, gambling and all that, but we'd get a half day to go to the Killarney races. And I remember my mother, God bless her soul, she gave me a fiver. This is 1971. Yeah. A fiver was a lot of money. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going, in, and bear in mind, students got in free, but I'm going into the races and Jesus, there's this crowd with a table <laughs> and they're doing this thing with the jack, the jack, and they have the three cups and... Find out which cup the jack is under. Three card trick. Right. Oh, I didn't know. But anyway, being the cute lad, I'm, I'm standing there for ages and of course the boys knew. I, I had the feckin' fiver in my hand. <laughs> like, all that was missing was a sign saying, Egypt here, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I'm standing with the five in my hand. He said, young lad, uh, you, you ever go there, young lad, you know. No money, no money. Just have a guess where the jack is. Under there. Ah, Right. He said, do another one. And the crowd were gathering. Guess again. There. Right again. Have you money? Oh, Jesus. I said, no, I said, I could see oh, the lotto gosh. in front of my eyes. Now. Here we go. My fiver. Here's a fiver. This is the easiest fucking fiver I've ever got to get. <laughs> right. Under which tub is the jack? 
oh fuck oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, they left their ass off at me. I said Jesus it was a costly uh, lesson you've I, had many of those I've had a lot of things and look I, as everyone knows me I'm I'm completely I, I was mother's child yes mother I was spied by my mother were you uh, because I've never cooked I've never sewed I've never washed I wouldn't know how to turn on a dishwasher I wouldn't know how to turn on hang on hang on never I've never cooked. I never changed. We have three kids. I never cooked. Never changed a nappy. Wouldn't know how to switch on the dishwasher. Wouldn't know how to switch on the microwave. Wouldn't know how to switch. I can make a cup of tea. Full stop. And Pat, can I ask you why I'm you... I'm proud of it. No, I was going to say... I swear no, to God, no. if you want to ask me that, why? I'm proud. I've got away with it for 60, <laughs> shaking seven years and I'm not going to stop and start learning now because a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. But I remember, like, when when, Rosette, <laughs> when we got married first, and I like, because in fairness, like, she's a saint. Yes. She's an absolute saint. Where, how did you meet? I'll give you that. That's another story. Oh, That's sorry. Oh, oh, wow. But it's a romantic anyway, part. Uh, Oh, Jesus, like she, she, she married the most useless man right. in the world. But I'm, I'm good, you, I'm good at doing nothing. I'm really good, useless. <laughs> and, and sometimes if she was cross, she'd say to me, I've only replaced your mother. And I said, You have? <laughs> okay, that didn't go down. Okay, that didn't. But I remember one day, like when, when Rosari in the early days yes. would have to go, and we had a, we had three children, we had three children, yes. we'd say, If she had to go away for a day, or the weekend term parents' place, a babysitter would have to have to be brought in. You couldn't do it on your own. I wouldn't have a clue what they were all about. And do you not want to learn, Pat? No, I'm not. I'm not a 67. I got away with it for You weren't 67 then. Yeah. No, when they I were wasn't. when they were but kids. I remember one of the things, like, and this is tell you how <laughs> stupid I'm. I mean, like, okay, to get money out of the cash machine, out of the ATM. Yes. And this was a this was a big challenge now because I was had gone away for the weekend and if I need money, I need to go to the ATM. And I said, darling, you know, like she was she was writing out the instructions, that's fair enough. Yeah. But like the ATM machine in DAB in Khmer is at the corner. It's the most prior location in the town. So like a fella see me at this and they know I haven't a fucking clue, they'll be laughing at me. So in fairness, there's one in Sintra and she gave me the instructions. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Everything that I have to do has to be instructions. She like has if, to write it all out. Oh, she has to write it all out. So if the cooker has to be turned on eventually, like there is step by step. But I remember, okay, darling, all right, if I need money. So, and I did need money, so I had to go to Sintra, but she said, there's a there's an ATM in Sintra. Yeah. And I'm there in Sintra and I have it all. Yeah. Keying it in. Right. And there's a queue behind me and they know fucking know this is, you know, this fella's in trouble here. <laughs> I said, what's What's the problem? Telephone top-up machine. <laughs> and, and, and they don't give out money. So, so I can tell you, that's a fact as well. That's a fact. She is a saint. So, she's a saint? Absolutely. Absolutely. Pat Spillan, the moment when if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Do you know, sometimes when you say when you should laugh or cry, I always remember, do you know, I don't know, it's, this is a country thing, do you know, right? It's a country thing. The buyer, the child. Oh, right, yeah. The buyer, a buyer, the child. child. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when our first child was born yes. Cara girl my mother was fierce disappointed no time for it all Be- because in Kerry oh like is it the boy or the child <laughs> first Sunday after Cara was born yeah. Rosario was a tall minding house and the local priest said I'd like to congratulate Pat and Rosario on the birth of their baby daughter Cara he said naturally enough we're all very disappointed he tis- didn't tis- isn't the boy he didn't say that <laughs> I swear to God. Oh God. Better look next time. <laughs> oh, my. So, I mean, so if Rosario got a euro for every time Rosario was saying, 
you'll have to go for the footballer. Oh, Jesus, she said, the oh, footballer. And when the footballer arrived, yes. he was number three. Ah, sure, geez, my mother, this was the greatest. She was like winning the latter. Oh, and the, the day Pat Junior arrived in the scene, it was the biggest crowd in the bar for 30 years. And what about the pressure on him to play? Like, if he wasn't up for it, uh, what would you have done? Uh, like, we did, he was called Pat June. Pat Spillane <laughs> June. We didn't even buy the book of names. I mean, that poor lad was, there was a lot of pressure put on him. Uh, a lot of pressure put on him. And, and I like that you're honest about it. You did put the pressure on. And you know on. what? And he's achieved, like, it's great. And he did. And like, it's because uh, in a lot of cases, the sins of, A, being called Pat Spillane yeah. and expected to be, you're going to be as good a footballer as your father. In fact, he's, believe it or not, I think he's better. But anyway, number two, the sins of his father from me giving out on television or me giving were <laughs> inflicted on him, which was very... And good old jealousy and begrudgery was a bit of that. But do you really? know what? He, 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 everything he's achieved, he's achieved on his own. And he has a great job here in Dublin and he plays football with Sligo. He's doing brilliant. And this week... He volunteered, they went out, he raised 10,000 euro and there's 50 footballers, hurdlers and camogie players from Ireland out in Kenya at the moment. Uh, they're planting a half a million trees and it's just brilliant and I see the videos and whatever. Amazing. So we're very proud of them. And what about your lovely daughters? Daughters are doing great. Uh, uh, Shona's our second girl. She's just after to give us our second grandchild, uh, our first grandson. Congratulations. Oh, is great. The first grandson? No, first grandson. Oh my God. Second cat. grandchild. We'll have to have a parade. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> And he's called Paddy. Ah, and we have another. Is he? Yeah, he is called Paddy. Uh, Patrick on the bed and on the on the birth But so, and we have an elder daughter, Cara, who's here in Dublin. So we're happy as Larry. You're happy out. Happy as Larry. So okay, Pat's plan. Your no laughing matter moment in life. A time where there was no room for laughter whatsoever. Um, I'm not somebody, an emotional person. I'm not somebody who cries ever. Uh, uh, QT on the QT, nice and quiet. And I chose. My only real public moment to cry was on my last day on the Sunday game mm-hmm. in front of a million people. Jesus, if you're going to cry, you may as well draw a crowd for crying. <laughs> Do it with the bang. Yeah. And you know, on television, and like with the Sunday game, you have the bullet point. Don't know, you have the bullet points prepared. You have the anecdotes. You have the, you know, exactly. You're yeah. not like sometimes, okay, sometimes. You go off the cuff from time to time. Of but course you, you, do. You, you know the, the, the but, bare bones. But, but, but you're, you're not, you know, you're prepared. Yes. And this day, the minute the game was over, Kerry had just won and I started crying. And and I started crying because of, it's it's amazing why I started crying. 1960, Kerry played Galway and Kerry beat Galway. But Kerry Galway meant a huge amount to me mm-hmm. because in 1964, my father was a selector for Kerry against Galway. The night before the match, he got a pain in the chest in a walkie along O'Connell Street. Uh, they said, Tom, you have to go to the doctor. Uh, Tom said, no, I'm not going to doctor. I want to be on the sideline. I went with Kerry tomorrow in Crow Park. And he was. And on the Tuesday, he died of a massive heart attack. So 64, Kerry Galway, it brought back that. I had two nephews winning all Ireland's that day. Uh, that was brought to us to me. There was two more Timpanoff fellas playing and just Kerry. But it was my father. I swear to God, it was just the memories of my father came back. And it's funny that like I've written the book now and it, I wrote the book because I didn't want the Sunday game to define me as a person. A guy who speaks for three and a half hours, giving out about Kerry or giving out about Cork or Dublin or whatever, that wasn't me. You know, that I'm a family man. And just that day was just special because it got to me about my father, about my father dying. And, and it's amazing over the months that, and even since to this day, like we never went to his funeral because in 64, in the 60s, children didn't go to funerals. But I can still remember standing at my neighbour's house on a rock 
looking down and listening to the funeral bells as my father was going out. I The day I launched the book, and I launched it in, in Spillane's Bar, and it was a beautiful day and we launched it outdoors. And a, f- a friend of mine, a friend of my father's, came to me the following day and he said, Patty says, I have to tell you that the last time I stood there with such a crowd was the day of your father's funeral. And you know, Pat, you probably don't know it. The coffin couldn't be brought down the stairs because the stairs was too narrow. There was two planks put out the bedroom window and three men with ropes, he said, brought the coffin down. And it's gas. Like, so that was the time I cried because mainly because of my father. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, like, even to this day now, and I do interviews about the book because they know my father and family. And the only thing, I, because I was eight when he died, my youngest brother was two. And the only thing that, that I'm trying to figure out about my father was, what did he sound like? Mm-hmm. What was his voice like? I don't know. You've no recollection. I've no recollection. And that, that bothers me. I'd love maybe someday some might come across a recording, but no. So that was it. Uh, Do you that, have a standout memory of him? Very little. Do you? Very little. Big, strong man. Never drank. Smoked a lot. Played with Temple Noah to keep the club going up to the year before he died. 42 years of age. Uh, he spent his time, he was a hackney driver, and spent his time driving like... like an, to so many families since have told me the stories. He was the hackney driver, the only hackney driver in the area. And he was the man who brought the, the son or daughter to Shannon Airport, to Cove, to Cork Airport for immigration and and never to come back in a lot of cases. As sad as that is, it's a, it's a really a gorgeous story that, you, you know, the way the emotion came over you on that final day. And I, and I think as well, if that is your no laughing matter moment, you've probably been quite lucky in life. I've been very lucky, absolutely. Like I said, I lost a father when I was eight years of age. I was I had the most unbelievable mother, mm. the great two great brothers and a sister. My life has been a bed of roses from the day my father died. I've never, we've we've had a brilliant time. My mother reared us well. Uh, football career was we have no regrets, absolutely no regrets. Okay, Pat's plan, the person that you always laugh with, can you tell me? There's only one person I always laugh with, that's Rosalie. She reads, she can read me like a book. She knows exactly, <laughs> she she knows my highs, my lows, she knows when I'm cranky. Because I know when, when we were stuck in the traffic jam today, uh, Carol daughter rang, see how we're going. And she said, don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> how did you meet? Tell me how you met. Uh, well, see, this is the thing. This, uh, so Rosalie was manageress in the in Parkinsilla Hotel in, in, in Sneem. A most beautiful hotel. Absolutely. It is gorgeous. Oh, it's just stunning. And she came into the bar and in our bar, the kitchen, uh, the kitchen opened up onto the bar and there was a curtain. And the curtain was, we were always peeping to see who was down there and whatever. And particularly when we were in our 20s, like the curtain was... To see was any nice little, little <laughs> ladies had arrived in, and it would either be I'd be looking or Tommy, my brother, would. Be. Right. But this day, any, I looked first, saw this blonde, and I went for it. <laughs> and in fairness, she she sang a song. What did she uh, sing? I'll tell you exactly what she sang. She sang "Follow Me" by John Denver. Lovely. And thirty three or four years later, I'm still following her, and I have no regrets at oh, all. Oh. So she was, uh, and people said, I know one of your stories was, and because this ties in, you know, like something that. 
I had the last laugh. Oh, yeah, that, well, that's our next one. Yes, well, that's vital because this is Pat. Okay, can we move along then? Right. Pat so, Spillane, a time where you had the last laugh. Well, I'll tell you. So I met Rosari yes. in the pub. Yes. Sang Follow Me. She had a gin and tonic. Unfortunately, I only gave her the gin. She said she bought the tonic. Like, fuck, we weren't going to waste. What? We weren't going to waste that much money in it. Followed her into... Followed her. How did you nab her? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> followed her into the disco in the Khmer Bay Hotel and, and brought her home. Right. She was living in an apartment in his name. Right. First problem. Go on. She was engaged. Okay, so that was... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So that's that's a that's a challenge, uh, but Kelly fellas like challenges. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. But so right. That's your devil. Right. Go on. It, up to eighty six, I was thirty one years of age. Right, going to my thirty second year. Football was everything to me. I was in the zone. Do you know when you talk about the zone? Is the zone tunnel vision? The, tunnel vision. Like you don't you don't drink. Well, you, I used to drink up to two weeks before. And I, no, <laughs> Two weeks, so it's slightly cheating, right? Okay, and you know that time, I don't know, like, so you'd be on the non-alcoholic beer, and I don't remember, like non-alcoholic beer. I remember, I used to drink. Oh, jeez, I'd go to, the, the, I'd go to the disco in Khmer, like for the two weeks before the big match, and drinking my pints of non-alcoholic beer. Caliber, I'd not anyone remember. Oh, Jesus, you'd have the worst headache of any fucking day. You'd be better off with alcohol. But anyway, like, so, so we decided we had our first date. Hang on, was she still engaged? Yes, yes. Okay. Pat, you're going to have to work hard now to get I us back that. on board here. But, but on, on my on my first date, she was working in the hotel, so I went back to collect her. And I was talking to a local lady who I knew who was in the hotel. Yeah. And next minute, Rosalie passed by and I said, who's that? Oh, that's Miss Maloney, the deputy manageress. Actually, she said, my daughter's going singing at her wedding. Oh, oh Jesus. no, no. Like, she's engaged and, and she has the singer replied at the wedding. Oh, Jesus. Stop. So that big challenge. Now, the hill became, I was at base camp in, in trouble. <laughs> but I got, we got there. She says she was, I uh, wasn't too sure about the fellow she was marrying. So she was a bit, she was in between or whatever. If you right. Anyway, so the last laugh, I captured her. <laughs> no, like, like, but, but like. And we we brushed past a lot of stuff that probably had to go on in order for well, this to happen. Well, we did because, happen. you see, like, yeah. I, I was in the zone, so, like, yes. I couldn't go out. If and look, I'm she's, enti- she's entitled to If I'm to playing football, uh, I can't go out for dates, no, because I'm in the zone. Yes. A kiss? Oh, Jesus, this is, no, 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 no. That's anything that seemed like enjoyment. Right. No, I'm not supposed to be enjoying. I remember the day we were to get engaged. We were to get engaged on a Monday in Dublin, and... Kerry were playing cock in the Munster football final on the Sunday, yes. getting engaged on the Monday. Oh, doomsday scenario. The fucking match was a draw. The replay is in Killarney the following Sunday. And I said, no, I'm I'm back in the zone now. Yeah. This is, this is, I, this don't, I can't engage. Distraction. Nothing, it's a distraction. And it was the time before mobile phones. So I rang, uh, we were in a bar called The Office in Cork and the owner was a friend of ours from Khmer and I said, can I ever make a phone call party? And I rang Rosalie and I said, Rosalie, um, uh, I think that tomorrow, uh, uh, match next Sunday, won't be able to do it. <laughs> okay, we'll do it. We'll go ahead with it. <laughs> and I, I never forget it. Like, like I let, like, because Rosalie was in Dublin, so yes. uh, her parents lived in Leprechaun at the time. So I drove... Sorry, I went up by train to... Uh, no, I drove up to Dublin. Yeah. But I'm, in, I'm back in the zone in now. In the zone, the zone. We're right. back in the zone. So yeah. I went for a training session first to Belfield. Right. right. Went for my training session to Belfield. Yeah. Ran around UCD because I'm in the zone. Yeah. We got it, got engaged, uh, bought the ring in Applebee's, got engaged in the Westbury. 
Rosalie drank the champagne and I drank pints of club art and oh, Jesus because I'm back in the fucking zone <laughs> but, and what happened the fall- was there a happy Indian in the football oh Jesus cock beat the shite out of us the oh, following Sunday Jesus. so desperate so that was it but you got the woman but I got the woman, yeah. Fantastic. And I'm absolutely thrilled because I had a ball of a time for 32 years. She says, I know how we got away with it. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I had 32 great years. I love her more now than I did even when I married her. Our daughter got married two years ago and, uh, I don't know, we brought her out for a meal on the Thursday and Rosalie was saying, you know, the importance of, you know, staying together and you, yeah. know, you have to work in a relationship and all that. And she said, uh, she said, Dad had an affair, I'd leave them. And Shauna said, Ma'am, if Dad had an affair, she said, you'd have to organise it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's right, she'd have to book the rest of it. And she, I don't know, she got it, she was right because I'm right. so, yeah, she'd be, oh. anyway. Okay, Pat, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Couple of cans of Coors. Yeah, lovely. Newspapers. Mm. And sitting in front of of the television watching all the every sport I do on a bad day I will watch six hour sport every day on a weekend I will do low water 10 hour sport and it will go from racing to rugby to you name it two flies running up a ball (laughs) but (laughs) but Coors Coors newspapers and sport on television and I'm in my zen-like state what because like you... I said before I do nothing but I do it very very, very well. well I'm really good at it what do you what is it about sport that you just I just love for? sport and I love all sports because I was originally a PE teacher in my I just love all sports I just there's something it's that I don't like going to bars watching sports I just like the escapism of being in my own space are you ready for your quick fire round yep the actor you always laugh at Pat Bob Hope. I, I, I'm, I'm into slapstick and all. Bob Hope. Uh, and he had the last laugh. He died at 100. So there you are The actress you always laugh at. Do you know, I, I think of like Irish actresses and, and I, like Maureen Potter. Oh, yes. geez, I'm really showing my age. Rosalind Lennon. Really funny. I, I like comedy. I, I don't look at serious films. I like to be, I like escapism. Well, the comedian you always laugh at. Dermot Morgan. Ah, Dermot Morgan. Yeah, Dermot Morgan. The movie you always laugh at later. Again, slapstick. Yeah. The Carry On films. Right. Derry Girls. Excellent. Unbelie- the Unbelievables. Excellent. Father Ted. And useless piece of information. As a useless piece of information. And Father Ted is, I mean. Yeah. Like, that is the funniest of the funniest. And I watched the episodes. <laughs> The Spillans were mentioned in Father Ted. Stop it. They are now. now Claim that's to a good fame. One. Claim to fame. Uh, <laughs> now, if you look at Wikipedia, actually, they say one of the things my claim to fame is that I appeared on Fair City, which I didn't any. That's not correct. But <laughs> You need to update that, Pat. I've updated. But yes, and in the, one of the most famous episodes, one of the most famous episodes of Father Ted's was the song contest, the Eurovision song yes, contest. Of course. My lovely horse and all that Classic. But if you can remember, John Kinney was the compere. Yes, I remember. And John Kinney, the minute he, like off stage, he was a boom, blah, 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 And then on stage, he had this suave, sophisticated <laughs> voice. And he came off the stage, and when he was on the, one of the lines he uttered one day when he was doing, the Spillans are mighty men. He doesn't. Check that out. The Spillans are mighty men. The Spillans are mighty men. That is mad. Oh, that's a good trivia question. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a good one. And finally, Pat Spillan, your best or worst joke? Actually, my best one-liner. I'm a, sorry, bit, sca- be- I'm a bit scared. No. Go on. Uh, my best one-liner. Dyslexic man walks into bra. <laughs> 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 I 
thought I was mad. I like that one. I, I thought. I, I, Look, I'm looking into since like in, in best joke, uh, one has to be able to laugh at oneself. Yes. And I know when I was doing in over the years when I was doing after dinner speeches, like it's better. You may as well fucking have a Pat Spillane joke. And believe me, if you Google Pat Spillane jokes, there's a lot of them there. <laughs> there's a lot of them. But I remember in 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 nineteen eighties, I got selected. I what you maybe I got selected on the team of the Millennium. Right. The top 15 Gaelic footballers of all time, one to 15, and on post issued a stamp. So there's actually a stamp of Pat Spillane, you can buy it. Uh, and there was a stamp of all those 15 players. And I remember meeting a Cork fella, you know, uh, after the stamps were released. And he says, Spillane, you're bollocks. He says, I'm after buying your stamp. He says, and I'm trying to decide which side to spit on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, Paspalan. Isn't that crack? You have been an absolute joy. You are bursting with energy and laughter and love. And thank you so much for sharing the laughs of your life. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Laughs of Your Life with Pat Spillan. Pat's autobiography, In the Blood, is available to purchase now in all good bookshops. I really hope you enjoyed today's show and don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of The Laughs of Your Life is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Tesco.